Where is Steve? More stay in the time play tonight on the 80s cruise, and I can't find Spearsy. He better not be sitting in his cabin watching Dune again on the ship's TV. Open up, Spearsy. It's for your own good. Spearsy? Are you in there? I can't see through all this fog machine cloud. Give me that. There. On your boot. Boot? What boot? I'm wearing flip-flops. Hey, give me back my glasses. I can't see a thing. You can have it back later. Wait, are you... Are you quoting purple rain lines to me? Don't get my seat all wet. Oh my gosh, you are. Dude, that is creepy. Uh, Debbie Gibson and Terry Nunn, what are you doing here in the cabin? (laughs) About to purify themselves in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Spearsy, I I think you're taking the Purple Rain theme night on the 80s cruise a little too literally. But I gotta admit, I like your style. I'd like to dedicate this cruise promo to my father, Francis L. Oh, just get on with it. Hey, join me and Brad and 10 amazing bands on the 2017 voyage of the 80s cruise, which is the sponsor of Stuck in the 80s. Uh, We set sail in February on the amazing cruise ship, the Celebrity Summit. Don't miss Cheap Trick, Morris Day, Debbie Gibson, Howard Jones, Berlin, Colin Hay, and many more. Yeah, and you can save hundreds off those fares when you use the promo code STUCK. We'll tell you more about the newly announced theme nights later in the show, but for now, go to www.the80scruise.com to get started with your booking. Are you ready to go see more Stay in the Time now? Your lips would make a lollipop too happy. Ooh. Just start the show. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today we gather for another episode of 80s News Now. Nice to see you, Kurgan. With me today, fresh back from a camping trip on the very site where they filmed Harry and the Hendersons, it's Brad in L.A. It wasn't Harry and the Hendersons. It was Close Encounters. (laughs) I I would laugh. I laugh uncomfortably because I don't know if you're telling me the truth or if you're just kind of going along with the bit. Uh, I'm just going with the bit. You know, but you did just come back. You just I did, came. yeah. We had a really nice camping trip. We try and go every summer, and this year the calendar's just jam-packed. So the day the kids got out of school, like they were done at noon, and by one thirty, we were in the car on the way up to the campground. Seriously? Like, yeah. no? Wow. What did you do when you were a kid? Did you, like, when school was out, did you do, like, a family vacation with your parents? Not really. I mean, Dad was a 
college professor and back in those days you know you got paid during the school year and not during the summer so there wasn't a lot of extra cash in the summers <laughs> so i mean we would take trips to see family and stuff like that but like we didn't do the oh we're going to disneyland or disney world that kind of stuff just didn't really happen how about you we um my dad owned a like an air conditioning and ice machine uh, sales and repair company. It so was he's basically like pretty busy in the summer then. Yeah, well, he's busy year round in Florida. But oh, I guess that's true. Huh? It, it mainly ser- he mainly served um, movie theaters. Those were his main oh, clients. Okay. So he traveled around a lot already. But what would happen is, um, so every summer we would he would clear out his work van. Like you know, he had a big old okay. you know uh-huh. Ford Ford van, big Econo line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd clear it out, and we'd throw a mattress in the back. <laughs> and we'd go by. We'd paint free candy on the side. <laughs> we uh, no, we would like um, we would drive like so. Then we would we would drive the you know my mom, dad, me, and my sister uh, would go to like you know usually up to Ohio. Yeah, because we at that point we were in Florida, but go visit my relatives in Ohio, or go visit his parents in Atlanta, or yeah. or something like that. And 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 this is of course decades before anyone cared about, oh, you have to wear a seatbelt in the back seat. Right, so, I mean, this is back in the days when you could sit in the back of a station wagon six inches from the actual back of the car. Yeah. No restraint, you know. So we would, so my crumple sister zone. and I would just... What's a crumple zone? Yeah. We'd just be, like, laying on this mattress. So we would, like, sleep for half the day and or, like, you know, fill out puzzle books and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, then we would drive up to, you know, Columbus, Ohio or whatever. And the alphabet just, game. Yeah, yeah. We'd be there for... uh you know, a week or two, and then make yeah. the same journey back. I mean, we never flew anywhere. So, yeah, yeah I mean, even now, my family, we don't, especially now that the kids are a little older, we don't take big vacations in the summer. We tend to take trips like in the at winter break or spring break, and you know, just kind of depends. Yeah. So anyway, it's summer here, and we haven't done an Eighties Now show in a while, so we figured there's a couple news items out there that we'll cover today and get everyone caught up on what's going on. Plus, uh, we miss you guys. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> we've been too talk. We've been too busy talking about Top Gun and albums of '86. It's time just to just to have a nice glass of wild turkey and sit back and uh, enjoy a few news items, including this one. There can be only one. Well, technically, when it comes to Highlander, there can be more than one. Uh, That's why on the 30th anniversary of the film's release, a new 4K uh, restoration of Highlander will be released in theaters and on DVD. Uh, According to reports, the new Blu-ray release will feature new interviews with director Russell Mulcahy and with the Highlander himself, Christopher Lambert. Oh, yeah. Also included will be uh, the four-part making of documentary, some deleted scenes, the trailer, commentary, uh, stuff that was in previous releases. Uh, Brad, were you a big fan of Highlander when it came out? You know, I don't remember this in the theater, but this is a great example of one of those amazing you know, HBO Cinemax movies. I love this movie, but I'm sure I didn't see it in the theater. I... God, I, I, I don't have a distinct memory of seeing it in the theater, but I know I saw it. Oh, yeah, in, in repeatedly. Repeatedly, yeah. it's just it's you know it was right in my sweet spot. You know, oh, it's got it's got fantasy elements and sword fighting. All right, this is great. People getting their heads chopped off. Yeah, I love it. There's nothing. I mean, it's it, some is guy it... in a gigantic American car <laughs> cruising around New York. It also left a man's decapitated body lying on the floor next to his own severed head. 
I love this movie. It's amazing that I don't own any version of it on DVD. Well, I, you know, I saw the story and I just assumed it was a 4K Blu-ray release. I didn't realize there was a theatrical release too. That's I got to take the boy to see this. That's oh yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I I um, we did a podcast on Highlander. Um, it was back in 2012. Yeah, I think it was right before I joined the show. Right before the mediocrity began. What, what episode did you join on? 275? Uh, 275 was my first episode. Please and do not go back and listen. <laughs> hey, oh everybody, We it was a rocky start, but and I think we did an 80s News Now show. As we the did. First. Yeah, we did. Like, so. Can we do something easy, please? <laughs> Hello, this is Brad from L.A. <laughs> I am a human being. I can pass the Turing test. So, um, so this will be interesting. I mean, I, I have seen, like, I think, uh, Ghostbusters is in theaters this weekend. Yeah, it just, it yeah. just hit its um, its anniversary, and I have seen Ghostbusters enough times probably to, that I don't need to see it again, again for another ten years. Yeah, uh, so I'm not going to see that. But Highlander in the theaters, you know, a remastered version of it, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, that that's interesting to me. Um, yeah, nothing could really top the. Ghost to go back to Ghostbusters. Nothing, nothing could really top the first time I saw Ghostbusters in the theater. So I'm not really interested in revisiting that. But I, I saw it back in what two years ago when it came out for the 30th anniversary, and I um I fell asleep during half of it. <laughs> oh, Steve, that's funny. I, I did. It was in the like, middle oh, of the day. It's so dark and cool in here. Oh. It was. It was. It was. It, it was in June. Obviously, yeah. You know, it's like 96 degrees here in Florida. And it was like a one o'clock showing, you know, in a nice dark room with f- functioning air conditioning. I was mm, comfortable seats. <laughs> Go just sit in my chair. That's funny. Yeah. So when is this going to be out in theaters? Do we do we know? Is that in, in the, the UK? In the UK is where I think it's coming out first, and it's July eleventh. Oh, so this summer. Yes. Yeah. It, so, I will say it's interesting that they chose this for to remaster in four K, and there's a. There's an awful lot of other movies that you think would be ahead of Highlander on that list. Yeah, but I think the people the people who love Highlander, you know, nerdy guys like us. I mean, that's the bread and butter. Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? You make a good point. You're trying to, you know, the early adopters are probably they're Highlander fanboys. Yeah, right. They're very loyal. They're they're the ones who spend the money. I mean, you some mainstream. Oh, they're going to redo uh, Pritzi's Honor. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, not not quite the, not yeah, not quite the, the bumps there. So, yeah, yeah. is there ever is there another movie series that has such a big drop off between the original and the sequels? Like the Highlander Two has a zero percent freshness rating. <laughs> I'm not kidding, a zero percent freshness rating on Rotten. Yeah, Rotten. it dropped off bad. God, there, I'm sure there is. Uh, well, Meatballs. Okay. Um, did they I make bet. did they make four Meatballs movies though? Because they made like three or four Highlander movies. Like what? they made at least three Meatballs. Okay, um, that's a good question for our listeners. Yeah, you tell us. Hit which, us up uh, on that one. Yeah, Police Academy Ghostbusters Two sucks. It's not that bad. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's not the same as the drop off between Highlander and Highlander Two. Okay, but it's still terrible. It's it's not great. 
I mean, yeah, Ghostbusters Two has is better than Highlander Two in that it does have well, it's it's lame. It has a reasonably coherent <laughs> plot. It has Vigo. <laughs> it does have a few, you know, quotable moments. Just, yeah, it has a lot. Let's move on to the show. What's your name? It's hard to say in English. Well, just say it in your language. All right. My name is... Hey, how about those Knicks? Benjamin Franklin had it almost right a few hundred years ago. Fish and remakes smell after three decades. <laughs> uh, producer Brian Grazer, uh, who co-founded Imagine Entertainment with Ron Howard, um, thinks it's time for a contemporary remake of the movie Splash. Huh. Um, uh, Ron Howard, obviously the guy who directed the original 1984 movie. Um, anyway, Grazer told uh, CNBC, um, I'm actually doing Splash, and I can't say anything more. I'm going to do it from the point of view of, I can't say anything more. There's a movie star that's going to be involved, but I can't say anything more. Oh, brother. Um, but don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a really good secret that I can't tell you about. Well, then keep your trap shut. <laughs> yeah, tell us when you can tell us. So let me, let's see if we can piece this together. So the original film from 1904 starred uh, Tom Hanks who plays the unlucky with love nice guy who falls yeah. for the mermaid, Daryl brother, brother John Candy. Yeah. Bad guy, um, Eugene Levy. It's so a great cast. A, great cast. It's a good movie. It's I a mean, lot everyone, of fun. Yeah, right. I mean, between, between Splash and Big, those are the two movies that Tom Hanks can kind of credit himself with making him a star. So, But here's my question. If, 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 if the producer is saying it's going to be told from a different point of view, I started thinking about it. Well, the original Splash is told from whose point of view? Because I, I could argue it's either Tom or Daryl. Yeah. Um, it kind of switches back and forth. It does right. switch I back mean, and forth. It's, not Although a... it's, it's more from, well, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say it's more from Daryl Hannah's perspective, but that's just because you see, you know, you have access to information that, beca- what am I saying? You, <laughs> I know it's told We're trying to from, reason about a fish now. I know it's try. It's told from her perspective. Seems like because you know that she's a mermaid and Tom Hanks doesn't, right? But oh, maybe it's really point. kind of both. Oh, I mean, there are a lot of things that she doesn't see that we know about Tom. I suppose that's true. It's been a long and, time, since but I've the seen whole it. fish thing—you you pretty much got me with the fish thing. That—that that is the—that <laughs> that is the core of the movie, right? So here's an interesting uh, other piece of knowledge I was able to glean from the web. A British website uh, reported this week that uh, Grazer bought a script back in 2009 called Merman. Oh. So my, my you know, objective huh. reasoning leads me to believe that what he's going to do is he's going to remake Splash with a Tom Merman. Hanks would look so good with a fin, <laughs> too. I, you know, you look great in the fins. Have I told you you look good in fins? So, I mean, it, it's kind of an... I mean, okay, so you have a male mermaid. Already, I'm not interested. That's a merman, <laughs> my friend. There's an Adam <laughs> Sandler movie. There's an Adam Sandler movie where he plays an actor who was in a movie called Merman, I think. So, anyway. Yeah, well, I, you know, watch this space for further developments. Nothing can take anything away from the original Splash, which is a great movie, a lot of fun. Um, it's, 
it's been 30 years, hasn't it? I, I'm, I, yeah, 32. I can't get myself too outraged about no. a remake here. At, it's, at this point, my, my outrage about remakes is it's about exhausted. You know, I just, I just I don't have any that, more shits to give. <laughs> that said, um, did you see the news this week about the new Uncle Buck TV series? Which, as far as I can tell, is just they're just using the name. I, I did see that. Um, I, I really don't. I don't understand it. I just don't it's think there's on, a there there. I believe it's going to be on ABC on Tuesday nights starting this Tuesday, uh, which may be last Tuesday by the time you hear this podcast, <laughs> given that we never know when we're going to actually put them online. But uh, it stars Mike Epps, I think. Mm-hmm. And I saw the trailers for it, and it looked – I mean, it's, it wasn't like it was all that original of a plot in the first place. No, oh, you know. But why, I mean, why are you trying to use that equity? That's what I don't understand. Is number one, does Uncle Buck really have like name check recognition with the you know what is the demo eighteen to forty five TV watchers? Yeah, I I see your point, but here we are talking about it. Well, yeah, but we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, we, we just what shall I do minutes. this Saturday? I know I'll get on the computer and talk to my friends. <laughs> we just spent fifteen minutes talking about a remastering of Highlander, so I mean, of yeah, course Uncle Buck's on our we're, radar. We're, I think I think we're what they call a statistical outlier, but that's okay. Yes. So yes, I, I did see that. Um, I chuckle, you know, but but as long as Hollywood keeps remaking eighties movies, it, it leads me to believe that the interest in the eighties is still there, and that's to me that's still a good thing. That's what drives the bus. That's what drives the Spearsy bus. Love uh, speaking, of the eighties. Speaking of buses, let's move along. Ed Rooney's office. Hi, this is Ferris Bueller. Can I speak to Mr. Rooney, please? Thank you. He was the guy who passed out at Thirty One Flavors last night. Oh man, poor bastard. The kid with clammy hands. The sausage king of Chicago. Someone who might leave cheese out in the wind. A would-be clarinet hero. A righteous dude. Ferris Bueller's day off has officially turned 30 years old as we speak today. Today, uh, yeah. Today is the anniversary. <sighs> I'm exhausted just from thinking about it. That's amazing and horrifying all at the same time. I, I always Ferris Bueller, to me, is one of those movies that occupies just the right spot on the shelf. Like some people will say, you know, oh, Breakfast Club, oh, it's just the, this is a great treasure of a movie, or yeah. oh, it's a little overrated, or oh, it doesn't really, you know, this or that. Ferris Bueller is, I think, exactly what it was meant to be. You know, a funny movie with a little bit of heart, you know, and just a little bit of heart. Yeah. But just a lot of comedy. <laughs> but no- Yeah, just enough to let you know that it's not all yucks. Right. Nothing truly offensive. No nudity, right? Is there any nudity in No. No. It's probably is it the family friendliest of John Hughes movies? It might be. I think yeah, I mean there's a a little there's some language, but that's about it. Although it's funny, I was thinking about this. I remember watching this with my kids when they were I don't know, they were pretty young. And that's probably why we watched it with them cuz it was, you know, there's no craziness in it. But I remember it stressed them out that he was skipping school. <laughs> such, you know, when kids are young, they tend to be like really like, well, those are the rules, you know, you can't not do that. So they were really like that was bothering them like, but he's supposed to be in school, dad. I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll watch this later. <laughs> I think I only skip school like uh, I mean, they used to always have like a 
organized skip day every year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was such a dicky do right. I know that comes as a huge surprise to you, but skip school. I mean, that was, that was just, what would I have done? I would have missed class. I th- I think that it, these days, if you if you don't go to school, don't you get like an automated message from? Oh the- yeah, are you kidding? Yeah, it's crazy. I have so much access to what's going on in my kids' lives at school. Like I can see the teachers' grade books. I can see every assignment. I see their attendance reports. You know, it's yeah. It, I have untold knowledge as far as what's going on at school with them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this so this story doesn't even hold up. Well, By but today's he standards. He, well, see now he doesn't just skip though. He calls in sick, as his mom called him in sick. So, oh, that's true. Right, nine times. <laughs> Shoot, you just took the wind out of my sails. Um, let me ask you this: I mean, would Ferris be considered cool today? Um, you know, it's funny. The kids and I were talking about that last night, and uh, they were kind of like, "Oh, I don't know." Um, you know, both of them they go into this analysis. They're like, "Well, he knows a lot of people, so that would work in his favor." But he doesn't seem to hang out with the popular kids a lot, and that's what I think you'd have to do to be really popular today is to spend time with the popular clique. And it's hard to tell if he does that. So they're like, "Maybe he might be. He would definitely be a guy who knew everybody in the, on this on the campus." Which would take some doing at my kid's school is like three thousand kids in the high school. Three thousand kids, my God! My my kid's graduating class is like eight hundred people. I think my my school, my senior when I was a senior, we had two thousand people in my school, and that was like the biggest school in the county at that time. Yeah, but I think we had five hundred people in my my class. Um, I know a lot of theaters are showing the movie again tonight. Uh, I don't know that I will take the time to watch it again unless it just happens to be on cable. Yeah. Well, and surely you have at least one of the many DVD releases. <laughs> like four copies. <laughs> Do you I, have the one that has the commentary track on it? Because this movie is the only one of John Hughes's movies that he ever did a commentary track to for, and it, it dropped off some of the later releases. I'm 99% sure. Yeah, it's good. If you have access to it, check it out. I had to, yesterday, I, I felt like I had to write something for the blog to kind of like commemorate the moment. Yeah. Even though, like, I think we've t- we've talked and written about Ferris Bueller to death, but I went through like all the stories and websites I could find to find all the trivia about the movie to see is there anything about this movie that I really didn't know? Yeah. Um, Thirty yeah, years later, because most of them are like most of those articles are like the license plate frames and are nods to his other movies. Really? Wow. <laughs> or the fact that Ferris's parents later got married in real life. Yeah. I mean, I knew that. So yeah. it's like, I mean. You know a lot of the stuff. You, I mean, that, that um, uh, Charlie Sheen stayed awake for 48 hours before his scene so that... Yeah, knowing what we know now, that's not surprising at all. <laughs> yeah, but I knew that. So I went through, and, and I did find five quick things. Charlie Sheen calls that Tuesday. Yeah. Here are the five things I found out. And this, uh, these aren't that obscure, but I'll share them anyway. Bill Paxton, who we all know was uh, Chet in Weird Science awesome. uh, the year the year before uh, this movie came out. That was a severe uh, behavioral disorder, conspiracy, <laughs> yeah, As we know from our last podcast. Uh, he was offered the role as the garage attendant, uh, but he declined it, saying it was too small of a role for him, which I, I agree with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as it turns out, Hughes would never offer him a role again after that. Wow. Which, which I understand was kind of what John Hughes sort of did. Either um, you're in or you're out. If yeah, you're out, exactly. you're getting back in. The second thing, Edie McClurg, um, who was the school secretary, Grace, uh, actually improv most of her lines, uh, including her imitation of Rooney. Oh, oh. Rooney, 
Calm down. Uh, just a moment. And her signature quote. The sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. She had a great summer. This and back to school. Oh, that's right. Jeez. Um, notes <laughs> from Mr. Mellon. <laughs> the uh, the line that Ferris says at the French restaurant about Cameron's house, you know, it's very beautiful and very cold and you're not allowed to touch anything. That line was originally written for Breakfast Club. It was supposed to be spoken by Allison, oh. by Alex Sheedy, yeah. and it was supposed to describe her own home life. Okay. I can see why he would want to use that line again. That's That's illustrative. Yeah, it would have worked. In yeah, case. absolutely. Um, when Matthew Broderick is screwing around with the clarinet and uh, the coughing keyboard, that's I laugh his... at that every time. Yep, improv, totally improv. And um, <clears throat> the last thing I learned, although we always think of uh, Ferris Bueller as a hero, um, an earlier version of the script had Ferris cashing in a bond that his dad had purchased for him when he was born, and he uses the proceeds of that to finance his day off. The the scene was actually filmed, but it was later deleted because it made Ferris look like a thief. You know, instead of the lovable teen who just wants you to stop and look around once in a while. You know, I I think that the movie's better without that scene because it just, you know, the whole thing's kind of a fantasy, right? You know, how how much of that could you actually do in a day? And and <laughs> I know people have done this analysis, so let's not get into that, but um you know, if he was shown actually going and withdrawing money from the bank to pay for the cab and stuff, that just it breaks the illusion, right? You know, it's not important. That's why we, yeah, that's why editors get paid the big bucks. That's right, right, Drew. Oh, he wasn't here. Sorry. You know what you would want to do right now, though. The, the seggies. Ah, uh, the Miss Refrain, that is Reader Mailbag. Uh, we are lucky today. We have another uh, podcast time machine email. It must be some kind of podcast time machine. This is scientifically possible. Oh, my God. Okay, Professor Hawking, tell me in your robot voice how this is scientifically possible. It is obviously a podcast time machine. Oh, so great. Oh, my gosh. So I started watching Hot Tub Time Machine 2 last night. No. Oh, my gosh. First, I think I made it 15 minutes. It's like, bad. Wow, this is stupid. But I'm going to watch the rest of it later. I've, I've tried a couple times to make it through. I can't. I can't. It just looks It's just the first 10 minutes. So, so, so stupid. Yeah. Anyway. I love the first one so much. Oh, it's I do, just, too. I do, too. I almost bought the second one before I even watched it because I just assumed it would be good enough. Yeah. Money money well saved. Excellent. Uh, so this week's uh, Time Machine email is from G-Ray. And Brad, why don't you do the honors? Well, let me, uh, let me get started here. G-Ray writes, Hello, boys. Thanks for the continued greatness in executing the podcast. I love all the segments. However, the last two Time Machine segments have made me sad for those souls who have lost high school loves and have allowed their lives to be a Phil Collins song on a continual loop. (laughs) (laughs) Offense to that. Do you? Uh, No. (laughs) I'm submitting a story to gain access to your time machine, and I promise to bring it back in mint condition. 
The year is 1985 and about a week away from Halloween. One of my good friends, Mark, went to a small Christian school that was putting on a Halloween party. My friend and a couple of his classmates were assigned to come up with an idea to decorate a classroom where people could come and more or less trick-or-treat. We decided to reenact the shower scene in Psycho. So we... (laughs) Sure, you know, that (laughs) makes sense. So we strung a white sheet across the classroom and had a strobe light flashing on the other side. When people came into the room, the lights would be turned off and the strobe light would start flashing. All you could see was the silhouette of me dressed in a women's wig and stuffed bra, a cardboard cutout of a shower head, while a clip of the shower scene played from a boombox near the back of the room. As the music got more intense, Mark would appear from the back corner and his silhouette would creep up with a knife and start stabbing me multiple times. After the stabbing was over, Mark would then rip the sheet away and scream at everyone in the room while wearing this horrific mask. Oh, sounds pretty good. It does sound good. I'm down with this. This is good production values. It was a great idea. However, we learned early on while we were rehearsing that we could make the silhouettes look like we were doing all kinds of nasty stuff. I th- almost think Austin Powers stole our idea. Or maybe prints it as a Super Bowl halftime show. True. Uh, it didn't take long before I was bent over in my stuff bra while my friend made the knife double as his junk and we were getting our freak on. Somebody came up with a cassette copy of Houdini's The Freaks Come Out at Night and put it in the other cassette deck of the boombox and we had everybody laughing. Once the party started, we agreed to get all our teenage friends in the room at the same time. Once the psycho scene started getting to the stabbing part, our friend would stop the first cassette and start playing Houdini's smash hit. We were sure the rest of our friends were going to love it. The scene started as normal, and as soon as we switched the tapes and started our booty call show, the room was dead silent. Unbeknownst to us, somebody let an adult come into the room. And not just any adult, but Mark's dad. Trust me, he was no fan of Houdini. (laughs) The show ended then and there. Out of business. I definitely need the time machine so I can make sure that Mark's dad doesn't get in that room. It was a while before I ever went back over to his house to hang out. I always felt bad about that, even though I wasn't actually the mastermind of the whole show. And whenever I hear that song, I always feel bad, but at the same time, I can't stop smiling. I love the 80s. Peace, G-Ray. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, 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 a righteous, that's, funny. that's a righteous use of the time machine. I, I think so, yeah. I think so. That's horrible. There's nothing worse than that feeling that that you've. I mean, I'm sure Mark's dad forgot about it two weeks later. But yeah, but that's the sort of thing that tortures you for like three decades. Well, yeah, and yeah, exactly. And here's the thing: as a as the parent of teenagers, they do stuff where you know you have to be like, "Now, kids," and then later you're like, "Oh my gosh, that was hysterical!" You know, <laughs> so you have to kind of you play the you're playing the game too as an adult, and as a kid, you don't realize that. I don't think. Yeah, you know, the probability of Mark's dad telling that story at the Elks Lodge to his buddies, and then they started playing the freaks come out at night. Oh my gosh, I was about to lose it. Is that's actually pretty high that that's what happened? You know? Yeah, I almost guarantee it. Yeah, I know we have other podcast time machine letters to read. I found a new one today, I, um, so we'll have that for a future show. But as always, uh, we love your letters. Especially the time machine ones, uh, and and I, I'm sorry, G Ray. I love the 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 misery the misery ones. I love the um, the tales of woe and angst. We know. are emotional vampires. <laughs> we we feed on your pain. <laughs> so send them <laughs> to uh, Steve at sit80s.com or Brad at sit80s.com. 
What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. We will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, you're entered into the drawing for the Stuck in the 80s bottle openers. Or I might start... I've been getting these uh, retro boxes, retro pop boxes, Mm -hmm. and they have a bunch of little things in there. I might start using those as giveaway things, too. Nice. Because I don't have room for all the... In my tiny little lair, I don't have room for all these knickknacks. Got to keep it moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some some of the fun stuff, will, I'll start shipping away. If only we knew someone that was like good at logistics who could help us with this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, pay attention. Here's the movie clip from our last show. I got a bomb here. I'll kill her. I'll blow this whole place up. Go ahead. I don't shock her. That's Cobra. Uh, St- Sylvester Stallone. Oh, so bad, it's almost good. Some people really love it. Again, another 1986 movie. Yeah. Um, it's just wrote, so over the top. It is over the top. It's the script that that Stallone wanted to do for Beverly Hills Cop, because he was originally attached to that project. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, when you watch Cobra, just consider it a dramatization. Super the Super the, Cop thing was working. Yeah. The super cop thing was working. It's a dramatization, basically, of Beverly Hills Cop, anyway. Uh, read some of the winners. Okay, winners this week include Scott in New Hampshire, Joe in Michigan, Kevin Crescent Wench, Joseph Perdue, Jesse Big Cat Smith, Sean Fitzgerald, DJ in Clinton, Becky in Windsor, California, Todd in Minnesota, Tom, Crom laughs at your four wins, in Austria, and Brett Barger, who writes, Hi, Steve, Brad, and unnamed guest host. Thank you for making Cobra the answer to your last episode's mystery movie moment. While it was maligned at the time, I remember watching the original Siskel and Ebert segment, and they panned it, of course, but that just made me want to see it all the more. It has proven itself as being a very 80s video store classic. Watching Cobra is like throwing out the cake and just eating the frosting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great description. The great Marion Cabretti has many great lines besides, I don't shop here, and the running time is ridiculously short. Yeah, it's like 80 minutes without credits. It actually came in even shorter, so the director had to tack on Stallone citing statistics at the beginning, like every 10 seconds someone gets shot. There's an Orange Grove chase that goes on for an insanely long time, and Brigitte Nielsen poses with robots. <laughs> and the Coupe de Grasse, Cobra cuts his pizza with scissors. Scissors! Yeah. I do remember that. I don't, I don't know that that's ever explained, and I'm okay with that. That's fine. <laughs> Here we go. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Somebody, will you shut the fat little bastard up? If you know it. Email us at steve at sit80s.com or brad at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, the traditional refrain of name that 80s tune. The original Seggy on Stuck in the 80s. Uh, we will play a clip from a song from the 80s if you get it right. Again, you're, uh, you're in the drawing for the bottle opener. Woohoo! The um, tune from last week, are you ready for it? If you pay attention to the blog, you might have gotten this one. Here we go. That's Eben Ozen. A-E-I-O-U, sometimes Y.
Yeah. <laughs> Call me if you want to, Spearsy. I've started doing that more and more often now. Kevin Wench writes a uh, lost and found item every weekday on the blog for the most part. Although I think he's on vacation next week, so it'll be uh, Dr. Dim with his Never Found in the 80s series. But I will steal blog items and use them as Seggy mysteries. So there you go. All the more reason to read my blog. Amen to that, brother. Uh, so who are some of the winners from this week? Well, we don't have a lot of winners this week, Steve, but they include Charles from Yorktown, Beat Poet J, Edward Martinez, Tim in Media PA, Jeff in Fort Worth, and Navy Austin. Let's spin the wheel and find out who won the bottle opener. And the winner's going to be yeah, it's, uh, Kevin Wench. Excellent. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, eventually it's got to happen. Okay. The guy guy wins every week. Yeah. So what I'll do, Kevin, I'm going to put together a nice little care package for you and send it your way. Uh, sort of uh, thanks for all you're doing for us. Kind you're going to send that with his uh, monthly check that he gets yes. for all the He gets 10% of all our earnings. So I make sure he gets it every month. Oh, good, good. <laughs> uh, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us. You have the addresses by now. And tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Flying from the top of the key is easy. It's the landings that kill your feet. That's why I fly with the pump from Reebok. When I pump up, my size 13s get support, protection, and a custom fit. So, Michael, my man, if you want to fly first class, pump up and air out. Switch to the greatest sports performance shoe in the world. The Reebok Pump. Pump up and air out. And we're back. Uh, we have a few minutes left, and uh, we wanted to give you a, a quickie update on the 80s cruise. They just announced what the theme nights are going to be for the yep. 2017 trip. Um, this, in my mind, is important news because I, this means that Brad and I can now obsess about our costumes for the next eight months. Yeah, you know, because we don't have anything else to talk about. We're almost out of topics for the 80s itself. So We will, we will keep our obsessing offline. We will not burden you with it on the podcast, but... Um, but for those of you who are going with us, and the number's growing, we've got a, a pretty sizable group of people who have used uh, the stuck promo code. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think we're up to 23 cabins booked. Nice. So anyway, uh, so here are the theme nights. 80s pop icon night, which I think is interesting. So here's how it's described. Come dressed as your favorite 80s pop icon. Um, are you a superstar like Michael Jackson, Madonna? Um, are you a movie a uh, character like Ferris Bueller. Um, so basically, Pop Icon Night gives you a chance to sort of gives you a wide berth. Yeah, you could do a movie character. You know, if you want to go show. as baggage handlers, you know, you could do TV show. Yeah, it just kind of opens up the exactly. So I like that idea. So bit. yeah, yeah, because I was gonna be really upset if they didn't bring back some sort of costume night. I think you have to have a costume night because that's where all the fun is. Yeah. But now it's not. It's just not. It could be anything. It's a yeah. It's a broader, yeah, broader so that's thing. Good. And and people did that anyway. I mean, you had people on movie costume night dressed up as, uh, you know, Tetris shapes. Like true. I don't think you read the flyer, did you? <laughs> yeah. The next theme night is the '80s cruise Valentine's prom night, which I think is schmoopy. Pretty smart. Pretty yeah. smart because um, February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, actually does fall during the '80s cruise. 
Yeah, for which I'm grateful. Um, you know, that means I'm covered for Valentine's yeah, yeah. Day. It's my God, it's great for you. Just it's <coughs> even more miserable for me. <laughs> uh, so again, I think we'll just kind of repeat. I, I'm just going to do pretty much the same prom outfit I did last year. Well, I will. Uh, I will wait to get my bow tie uh, and pocket square until I know what color dress Katie's wearing. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, I'll be. I'll probably rent a tux again, and I'll wear my Vans. Yeah. The neon beach party theme night returns. That's cool. You know, to be but, honest, I thought that was going to be kind of crappy last time. I thought I didn't have high hopes for that. That was fun. That was didn't one of the more fun Chung played that. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be more into it this year than I was last year. I, I think I kind of half-assed it last year on the costumes, and I, especially on Neon Beach Party. I didn't do anything, really. I just I, Yeah. I, if not for Beth bringing me a fun wig, I would have been pretty uh, light on the neon. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's an interesting one. This is a new one. 80s hip-hop versus 80s rock. So it's kind of like, do you want to be hair metal or do you want to be rap or hip-hop? So you can, like, be a run DMC or Beastie Boys, or you could be Poison, you know, whatever. Huh. So that's interesting. Yeah. The um, we'll have to talk about that. I mean, maybe we should go counter to type and go as hip hop guys, that's, since that's both what of I'm us thinking. love hip hop. I'm thinking yeah. that too. Purple Rain Night. Now this is really smart. Um, celebrated day of Purple Rain. Um, you know, coming. You know, the year following Prince's death, and yeah. and. Morris Day in the Time is on the boat, and smartly they're going to use that. So Purple Rain Night is the night that Morris Day in the Time will perform. Of course, yeah, that's that's a natural uh, natural time. Oh my god! So I can't. And it's it's easy. I just got to find some purple clothes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to that one. Or you could dress as a member of Prince and the Revolution. I could go as. Hang uh, on, hang on. Oh, you could go as the as the surgeon. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Fink. Yeah, let me get online here. Love, go to purpleparachutepants.com and order my. <laughs> Probably is a site for that. Scary. If you get like, just get two big pairs, and, I, and I'll cut them apart and sew them together, so I can wear them. <laughs> Let's see if I can get some. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, I think the last one is back to the eighties night. Yep, and we, that's a re, that's a rerun. That's a rerun, uh, but it's a good one. Yeah, so you can just kind of, um, you know, it's a it's a good night for generic eighties fashion. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. So that'd be fun. So like, goes a preppy again. You know, pop the collar. <laughs> With the Oxford over it, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what I did for that. I just, I think I just wore like a re- whatever I brought. I, I, I just, I was not. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. And I, I was afraid this was going to happen. Is that I wouldn't be fully engaged in the costume part. And 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 that's we learned, or I learned. Yeah, that's what makes it so much fun. So like, yeah, it was fun. Push was. yourself. Um, you know, to do it, even though you're like, eh, I don't really want to. You'll thank us for it later. Yeah, and if you're having problems coming up with ideas, there are uh, actually I'm sure on Facebook there's already a group for the theme nights and the costumes and stuff. So there is there's a there's a fashion group. There's a couple closed Facebook groups out there for uh, people who are going on the cruise. So if you're going on the cruise and, you, and you're not members of these Facebook groups yet, uh, send us a message. And we'll make sure you're invited to join because yeah. those are real active and they're a lot of fun. In the meantime, uh, let's see what do we have coming up. We have. Oh, <laughs> stuff, things, stuff, some interviews, hopefully. Uh, I need to get some more interviews lined up. I don't know if people, no one ever writes and says, oh, I really love that interview show. So I don't, I don't know. You know, we, we have, they're, they're a pain in the butt to put together, but, um, not for me. <laughs> not for <you. laughs> We'd love to get Martha Quinn back on the show soon. 
Yeah, she has a new gig, so maybe we can get yeah, her. Yeah, uh, we'll, I'll try to reach out that. to her. That'd be fun. We haven't had her on the show in a while. So, oh, and Stan Ridgeway, who is one of the first people we ever interviewed on this show. I love that interview. Um, he just followed me on uh, Twitter today. Nice. So I, that's a great interview. That was really fun. Yeah, I interviewed him a second time actually, um, and but it was a real short interview. I, I taped it. I don't think we ever actually used it for the podcast. It was just kind of a follow up. He was yeah. he was back in town. Or he was coming through Tampa Bay for a concert, and so I just kind of was a, a nice little follow through episode. But yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, as always, we do have a Facebook page that you can follow us on. Uh, just go to uh, Facebook and search for Stuck in the Eighties. We have about fourteen thousand fans there now. Yeah, it's good. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're we're there. We have like seventeen thousand uh, followers on Twitter. It's at you know at Stuck in the Eighties. Pretty straightforward. Easy to find. <laughs> so, so joining because we really do have. Uh, there's a nice community of people there who who, who share your obsession. Yeah, yeah, share our, our obsession. That's good enough for us. Uh, so, until next time, uh, Brad and I and our giant purple parachute pants, we remain here, hopelessly stuck in the eighties. Stuck in the eighties is a class of eighty-five production. Please listen responsibly. God, where am I going with this? I'm just going to shut up. Take that out.